It's me again. Tuesday, August 29th, 2023. And an accurate season and episode count coming up in a second. We'll let the sax man do his thing here first, though. This is season one, episode 97. Um, I was off by one. Uh, the last time I did a, an episode count, I was off by one on Friday, I think it was. Um, and I, I, I never remember what episode it is because I don't find that out until after when I go to post all of this stuff. And um, so it, it actually works out great. I thought I was actually going to go into next week with episode 100, but episode 100 is this Friday. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit about what's going on uh, for season two, which will start next week, Wednesday, uh, not Tuesday. Um, so I might do a little something over the weekend, but um, at the end of the day, the real show, the real season two will start right away on, on Wednesday. I think that I'll just keep going for a while, but then I might um, take uh, some time off over the holidays. So we'll see. Isn't it weird that I'm sitting here in August talking about the holidays? Started this thing in April, by the way. Um, and it's taken from April until the end of August to get through 100 episodes. And so I'll be well into the new year before we hit episode 100. And I don't even know. I, I mean, I'm just when I feel like doing something different, I'm probably just going to change seasons. <laughs> just do something different. Um, lots coming up today. Uh, it, it'll, I'm trying to keep these more brief, but yet they don't come out much more brief. So, um, it's cause I can go on and on needlessly about anything. Uh, let's go to the joke of the day. Uh, Lisa asked me the other day to put ketchup on the shopping list. Now the problem is I can't read anything on the list. What happens when you put ketchup on the list? You know, that, that's not funny to you. Funny to me. You know what I'm grateful for today? Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff, stuff I can't even really think of all the time. There are a few things that I did think about today, though. Other than my norm. Grateful for naps. I will be taking one today. So I got up just before 4 o'clock this morning. And um, I don't know. It's a weird time for me because I if it was 4.30, I'd be like, I might as well get up. Because I, I would want to get up by 5 anyway. And so if it's 4.30, what's the sense in going back to bed for 20, 30 minutes? So um, this morning, though, it was like 5 minutes to 4. And I was like, the dog had already jumped up in bed in my place. <laughs> I was all sacked out. And I, was, and I felt fine. I felt like I slept well. I felt, you know, good. But there's zero chance that I'm making it till 9 o'clock tonight when I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. There's just zero chance. So my guess is sometime... Late this morning, early this afternoon, I'll be working on the couch or something like that, and I'll doze. Um, and then usually there's a moment I'll doze off for 10, 15 minutes, and I'll, oh, what, hmm, huh? and, uh, and I'll be super awake after that. So uh, hopefully, hopefully that happens today. I won't, I've, I rarely ever go, you know what, I think I'll go lay down in bed and take a nap. I rarely ever do that. A nap for me is usually, I just doze off doing whatever I'm doing. Um, and I have to be comfortable. If I'm sitting in the wheelchair or if I'm just doing something, I can go all day. Um, and I and I won't even realize how tired I am. As soon as I sit down somewhere, something comfortable. 
It's like, oh, you feel that? <laughs> just feel like going to sleep uh, when I have long days like this. Um, I'm grateful for dreaming. Uh, and I'm not talking about the dreams that you have when you're sleeping. I'm talking about the dreams that you have daydreaming, basically, you know, hoping and visualizing things that'll happen in the future, um, hoping that they'll go this way or that way. Even though you have no control over that, you just kind of think like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Uh, we're doing a project on the house next spring. And it's starting to get a little bit real because we're involving other people. We had a landscaper and an architect over here yesterday. And they were looking at how we're going to pull this thing off. And uh, we had perfect weather and it was great. And we were all kind of on the same page. And I don't know, I like that. I like... Oh, and then, you know, when this is all done, it's going to be amazing. And it might not be done all in year one. We might just have a basic thing in year one. I'll explain more of this as we get closer. But uh, this is one of those things that I don't want to jinx. Because if I start talking about it too much now, uh, it'll wind up not happening. And then I'll look like a chump. Because I just do that so much. My yacht rock party never happened. My, you know, like I'm so excited to do it. But then the logistics of actually getting it done, finding a time and getting people there. It's just, eh. It loses its luster after after you actually start trying to pull it off. I'd still do a Yacht Rock thing, but I just need, like, I don't want to just have it at the house. I would, but it's just not very Yacht Rocky here. You know? Uh, I am grateful for Lisa's sense of humor. I have to tell you that Lisa is my worst enemy when it comes to enjoying my humor. Because she just never, she so does not listen to me. I mean, it is like she is always tuning me out and then is surprised when I start talking. What? Huh? Are you? Oh, my God. You're still here? It seems like that's what happens here. Um, I'm such a side note in her life. Um, but what I do like about her sense of humor is even when, and I'm telling you, my best material goes, just oh, it lands with a thud because she didn't hear it. And you can't go what? And then you can't recapture that moment again. You just can't. So she wrecks all my best stuff. Um, but she laughs at herself. And yesterday was a great example. Uh, I'm going to be talking about this in a minute. But we're looking at um, eating better, eating healthier, and doing it in a smart way. And so I'll get more into detail about that in a minute. But for right now, she was looking at calories and fat and um, carbohydrates and protein and all this stuff on our dinner. And... She took our dinner out and she had it over by the table and she's reading all this stuff and we're there's this new kind of thinking about how we look at food. And so she was going through that. And then she took our food and she puts it away. And come dinner time, she's like, well, what happened with... There were turkey patties, uh, ground turkey patties. She goes, well, where are the turkey burgers? I go, how would I know that? You're the last, why would I know what you did with the turkey burgers? <laughs> they could be out in your car for some stupid reason, but I have, why would I know that? And uh, so I, she's like, what could I possibly have done with them? And so I'm like looking in the garbage, maybe she's next to throw them in the garbage. Not completely unreasonable to think that. And um, what she did is she um, put our dinner in the freezer. <laughs> so we're finding that out. At dinner time, that our dinner meat that we intended to cook on the grill is frozen, and we were like, "Yeah, not going through the trouble of waiting for that to 
thaw, we just made something else, uh, and moved them back to the refrigerator. Um, but she thought that was funny. If that happened to me, I might be a little disturbed. I might be like, dude, what the hell? But she thinks that's funny. Now, she's going through menopause, and she has these moments. Now, I think that I've been with Lisa for 11 years. I think she's always had these moments, but, you know, she, uh, she maybe she's noticing it more now or something, I guess. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I appreciated that that she could laugh at that. I would be concerned for myself in that moment, but she, she thought that was funny. As did I. This is the meat of the program. We call it What's Eating Kale? Things that interest can found or gnaw at me. And I always say that word gnaw because it's a weird word. And it looks weird on paper, by the way. G-N-A-W. I like in Wisconsin that we say W. Not W. 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 When I was in radio, everybody did it. W-I-F-C. W-P-N-T. W. W. Uh, anyway, uh, things that interest confound or not me, and this is um, something that's super interesting and con- confounding to me. So, um, we were watching this thing not long ago, and we really wanted to get into it. I have been I've known about eating balanced diets for a long time. When I worked out with a renowned trainer named Brad Arnett, he brought this to me, and he said, "This is all you need to do. You just need to always balance your meals every meal." Every meal, you snack, you got to balance it. You eat a meal, you got to balance it. And basically the theory is that your body knows what to do with these things, um, but only when they're not starved for another thing. So if you eat only protein, a keto diet or an Atkins diet, your body is going to crave and do things to um, adjust for the fact that it's not getting the carbohydrates. And if you eat a lot of like fat-free things, your body's going to adjust for that as well. So the idea is you balance things. Now, there's a lot of benefits to balancing. So for example, this is one of the neat things that I was watching a documentary on this, and this is one of the neat examples that they gave. If you're familiar with the glycemic index, uh, many diabetics are, um, it looks at a single food by itself and how much it raises your glucose levels. And the faster it does, you know, your insulin needs to, to deal with that. And if you aren't producing insulin, that's right? That's a challenge. So they made up this glycemic index and then you're looking at foods that raise your sugar levels quickly and, uh, and a lot. So they were looking at a piece of bread. Toast is what they were really looking at. And they're like, if you just look at balancing this out just with one thing, fat, the glycemic index on that piece of bread or toast goes way down. Because the way it's absorbed in the body by just adding butter to that toast is significantly different. Okay, that's a cool analogy that we all get, right? By itself, that piece of bread, lots of sugar, lots of carbohydrates. You put the butter on it, it balances that out. It reduces the the way that that sugar is absorbed into the body. It changes the way that sugar is absorbed into the body. So the other thing that we watched in this documentary, and I, you hear this all the time, but you really don't know the fact about it, I guess. You don't know the detail, I guess. We know that our food labels are bad, right? Like they, they're not truthful. You know, they can make claims on packages that aren't what they seem to be. Um, and so, God, we were just, 
blown away by this. And one of the things that made me want to watch this documentary was, you know how when you're flipping through like Netflix or Prime or something, when you land on a thing and that the preview starts going, um, they were talking about food labeling and they were holding up the package of a product that we eat a lot of, ground turkey. And so we eat 93% lean ground turkey. And we do that because we don't want beef because it's too fattening and whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, so we take the healthier choice and do a lean meat. Um, and if you season it, you'd hardly know the difference. You'd hardly know the difference. So they were showing, and I could tell that in this thing that they weren't holding up the front of the package. They're holding up the back of the package, but I could tell by the design. I'm like, that's the ground turkey, the genuine ground turkey that we that we get. And we get the 97% lean, and there is a 99% lean, but we've tried that before, and it doesn't cook as well. The texture's weird and whatever, right? So we've always gone with the 93%. Well, when you do the real math on how much fat is in that ground turkey, that lean ground turkey, it's 45% fat. 45% fat. So, and while I've known the balance thing, I never knew the label thing. I, and I knew that there's label problems. I just never knew how bad it was. So when they're saying 93% lean, they're doing it by volume, which is of no value whatsoever. You have to take total number of calories, how many grams of fat are in total amount of calories, and then be able to calculate how many of the serving how many of those calories are fat? And so there's a little formula that you can do. And you can take the grams of fat times nine because there are um, nine, you're converting uh, the fat grams into calories. There are nine grams or there are nine uh, calories uh, per one gram of fat. So you take your fat grams and you times it by nine and then you divide that by the total number of calories and that'll give you the percentage of fat in those calories. 45%. Lisa was looking at, one of the things that they talk about in there is that, like protein shakes. And, the, you know, she's he's, the guy's like, if you're, you know, using almond milk or something like that in there, and he did some calculations on there, Lisa's almond milk is like 70% fat. And this is, that's not even the real kicker of this whole thing. Um, when they talk about balanced diets, the, one of the things that they talk about is your body can only process three to 400 calories per meal. Now, I eat under 300 calories for breakfast. I probably eat about four or 500 calories for lunch. Now, I'm hitting dinner at only about eight, maybe 900 calories, and a guy that should probably have 2,000 calories plus. And so, what do I do at dinner time? And if I have a smaller dinner, then what do I do after dinner? right? And that's all wrong. You're supposed to be eating five to six meals a day at that three. I think women should be around 300 calories and men should be around 400 calories per meal. And then those, those meals should never contain more than 20% fat. And if you do that in that way, your body can never store that fat. Um, and it's, it was super interesting and super eye-opening that 
you know, some of the things that we think we're doing well or better, we're not. We're doing probably worse. You know, he was saying that that ground turkey is like the same fat percentage as a T-bone steak. Might as well just have the T-bone steak. It's only 20% off of having bacon. <laughs> it's just, it was really eye-opening. And so, you know, and it, you're just supposed to, you know, you just balance stuff out. You, you need to have a protein, a carbohydrate, and a, and a veggie, and the meal just needs to contain less than 20% fat. And that allows you to eat pretty much anything you want as long as it's always balanced. If you want to have a snack, you can have a snack. Just make sure it's balanced with protein and some sort of vegetable. You know, have a carrot and your pudding. It, one of the neat things that we saw is I like that I've been really enjoying um, jello puddings. And they're 100 calories. And so we did the calculation on that. It's only, I don't know, 10% fat uh, in the jello pudding. It's, it's pretty low. I don't really remember what the exact amount is, but it's whatever your snack is is supposed to be, whatever your meal is is supposed to be less than 20%. And they're saying like they were breaking it up. If you have five meals between six and nine, 6 a.m. and nine o'clock at night, that you'll be burning, you know, your metabolism will start up, your metabolism will always be going, and your body can't handle, I just was blown away that your body cannot process more than three to 400 calories per meal. And then, you know, there is a, it can't handle, there's other numbers that we don't know as clearly yet, but it can only handle so much protein. It can only handle so much carbohydrate and it can only handle so much fat. And so of your three to 400 calorie, the one thing that stuck out in the documentary was the three to 400 calorie balanced meal should have less than 20% fat. So, um, that was eye opening and, um, in season two, I'm going to be kind of getting into my health a little bit more. You'll, uh, hear from some special guests and um, hear a plan of attack and um, me working toward being as mobile and healthy as possible. Um, and this is going to be play a large part of it. My trainer back in the day, Brad Arnett, is the first one who ever told me about eating balanced. He had this chart. You got to take a food from here. Now, Brad didn't say five to six meals a day. Brad said, you know, of the meals you eat, do it this way. And he, and he kind of made it sound like it didn't really matter if you went over calories because your body's going to know what to do with those calories. It doesn't need them. And as long as it's not too fatty, then you're fine. This makes more sense to me because it breaks it down into some logic that you know you can use and you know actually have a frame of reference, three to 400 calories, right? That makes a little bit more sense for me. Uh, anyway, that was a fascinating... Um, there's a lot of bad information in the documentary. <laughs> Um, which kind of screws things up a little bit, but just some bad wording. And, um, you know, a lot of what they're doing is from a weight training perspective, a lot of what they're talking about. Um, but uh, the, the, the gist of it is is good. I've read a lot of good things about it. But there's some things, a uh, guy says ketoacidosis when he means ketosis. And um, there's just a number of things like that. Um, but the overall idea is not new. Um, they just kind of present it in a unique way. The food labeling and the balanced small meals are just um, pretty groundbreaking for me anyway. Learning from my mistakes. It's a chance for me to reflect on my mistakes and the mistakes of others. To learn from them. Become a better person. It's one of the frustrating things in life that um, 
And maybe I'm not learning so much about, you know, I, I, I'm realizing this thing that if there's something that needs to be done and somebody else is in charge of doing it, some other company, some other person, you know, that you have to do, like I have to do all the checking in when they're the ones doing it. They owe me something. And therefore, when I, right now I'm working with a company that owes me something and I'm waiting on that thing. And there's a level at which, you know, how often do you check in on it? And when you check in on it one time, of course, everybody's fine with that. And then they say, we'll have an answer for you tomorrow. Then they don't have an answer for you tomorrow. I'm 100% checking in on it the next day. And if you don't give me a reasonable answer, I'm going to check in on it again and again and again. And I'm learning that um, I feel guilt for that. And I allow extra days to go by because I'm like, well, you know, I'll give them the morning because they, they were supposed to give me an answer yesterday. I'll get, and they didn't, I'll, I'll give them the morning so they can get in and be like, okay, I got to get that over. To, and, and then when they don't, then I check in and I've wasted a half a day waiting on a thing. And I feel guilty about it. A lot of times, in fact, in this case, it's money. It's money that is owed to me. And, you know, there's a level at which I think you assume that there's a runaround, right? Like there, oh, the check is in the mail or whatever the thing might be. In this case, it's not that. It's definitely weirder, more technical things that are 100% justifiable. I don't care about that. I don't even care that there's a problem. I That's fine. I'm on board with you. I'm on your team. I'm okay with that. Don't, don't answer me. Don't say something than that. Do it. But what I'm learning is that I my guilt complex is so high that I, I need to not worry about their feelings. And just, I think I've probably in the last two, three weeks, um, I've probably wasted four days, five days in clearing this up. And when I say wasted, I mean like I've given them, you know, room. So it's, it's a week. I shouldn't feel guilty about that. You know, and I, there shouldn't even be like, if there's a problem, there's a problem. And it's not that it's not a, it's not a money problem on their end. It's more of a, logistical issue and I know that that logistical issue is um, realistic logical but don't say okay but we'll have the answer tomorrow and then not give me an answer don't say it should be there tomorrow and then it's not there tomorrow that's just if it's not there tomorrow, you didn't know. Why did you think you knew? If you got, were getting that information from somebody else, you should be wringing their neck. And I shouldn't feel guilty for checking in with you. I got to deal with my guilt. I got to. Stupid Catholic upbringing. I got to be honest with you, man. It is uh, my whole family's guilt trippy. My It just lived with it all my life. I got to stop feeling guilty about things that are just logical. And I shouldn't feel guilty about them. But that's, I, I don't even know, I'm 54 years old. I've known about the guilty conscience. I've known about the, the guilt complex for most of that time. I still can't do anything about it. 
Erg. Yay, God, right? Coming up, episode 100 by the end of the week. It's going to be posted on Friday. And uh, we're going to go through some of what's coming up in season two. Until then, make it a good one.